Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. We are back with another fantastic episode. We're very, very excited. This is we build up to our Oscar episode, which is coming up very, very soon. Like I mentioned in the last episode that just dropped, be sure to be looking out for that in the next week or two. We got very excited about it. The first one we did last year was so successful. So looking forward to doing it again this year. Are you excited? You've watched, been watching all the movies, Mindy. I've been watching so many Oscar-nominated films and performances, and I'm very excited to share my thoughts about all of them. Or you should them. be. You should be. You should be. <laughs> now, speaking of Oscar movies, we are going to be talking about an Oscar movie today. Go ahead and tell our listeners what exactly we're going to be talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about the critically acclaimed and audience acclaimed mm-hmm. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I'm going to say this because what kind of a movie it is, I'm reading it exactly as it says off Wikipedia. It is a 2022 American absurdist dramedy film. That is probably one of the greatest adjectives to ever describe a movie I've ever read. Absurdist dramedy. And it is one of the most accurate descriptions. (laughs) Based on our viewing experience. Exactly. So what did you know about this movie going into it other than the fact that it was an Academy Award nominated film? Um, I had seen some of the previews and thought it looked kind of interesting. I knew that it had some multidimensional aspect to it, but I wasn't, I mean, I don't think that I knew everything that it was, you know, kind of entailed just from the trailer because it is, like it said, it's kind of like absurd. It's funny, but it's drama and it's just kind of out there. So I was, you know, I went into it with an open mind and I asked that Derek do the same. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny you say that. Cause if like, I'm, I, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, you know, I see Michelle Yao is great in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. And then you got Kiki Kwan, he's in it too. And I'm like, I'm just such a great Asian dominated cast. And of course, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is a, you know, she's film royalty, you know, but it was, it was such a unique idea that was very, very well executed. I had like, like Mindy just said, going into, she asked me like, keep an open mind. And I tried, I really, really tried. And we'll talk about that more towards <laughs> the end of the show. But for me going into this, before we get into your notebook thing, what an amazing time we're living in where Michelle Yao, one of the greatest martial arts actresses in the history of cinema 
is on the stages right now collecting awards. How amazing is that? It's awesome. She yeah. is just turned 60 last year and she, there's no stopping her. She's she was amazing in this film mm -hmm. and she has deserved every accolade and award she's received so far. <laughs> you know, it's funny you said it too, because Kiki Kwan getting all these awards as well, seeing him like, you know, hugging Spielberg, you know, and and hanging out with Brad Pitt. So long overdue to get that, you know, acclaim, but he so richly deserves. I mean, the kid is Indiana Jones sidekick. He was data in the Goonies. I mean, the kid had a great, great field of body of work by the time he was even 15. So, you know, here we are. He's 50s in the 50s now, and he's here, you know, winning awards again. That's that's the beauty of Hollywood. You know, I like I said, I'm a firm believer. We've talked about this in great detail. I'm a firm believer in cycles. I always have been. And to see Kiki Kwan's, you know, journey from where he started as a child actor to now today, where he's up for best actor, you know, in the Academy Awards, that's beautiful to me. And it does reinforces my belief in cycles. So, all right. So do you know what the Rotten Tomatoes score for this film is? It is a 95% critic score and an 88% audience score. Wow. That's amazing. That's for a movie fantastic. like this. That's a movie like this. All right. So. The first time we used that sound clip was very successful. So it's time to turn to The Notebook. I'm going to ask you one more time. Will you? Or will you not go out with me? Okay, okay, fine. I'll go out with you. No, don't do me any favors. Say it. I want to go out with you. Say it again. I want to go out with you! No, no, not that notebook. Mindy's notebook. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. All right, Mindy. Let's talk about The Notebook. Bring the thunder. So we watched, I watched this movie for the first time actually on a plane on our trip back from Europe uh, in September and didn't do it justice because, of course, it's on a Chinese screen. So when I, when we got back home and, you know, found out it had been nominated for all these awards, I was like, oh, we definitely have to watch that and do a Derek Mindy's fun with movies about it. And so we watched, so this was actually my second viewing. Uh, it was Derek's first viewing the time we watched it together. Um, so I have, so many thoughts on this movie that I wrote down during my second viewing. Okay, so they split the movie. I mean, everything everywhere all at once is a mouthful in itself. And I think it just speaks to, <laughs> it kind of gives you an idea of how robust and long this movie is going to be. And they divide it into three parts. Everything, everywhere, and all at once. So I liked that. So part one was labeled everything. So I just jotted some things down that I thought made it everything so i think the first part to me is just kind of building the story of where this character is right now and everything that's going on in her life and so she's having trouble with her daughter they're not getting along she's like a teenager so that's to be expected i guess um but she's in the middle of having an irs audit her husband wants a divorce and she has her dad uh visiting from overseas and he's like very disapproving he didn't want her to leave home in the first place and run off to America with this boyfriend that's now her husband. And so just kind of dealing with all of those things, it just was a lot. Um, so then they get to the IRS audit in this first part. And that's the first place where she, we get a glimpse of like the multiverse. And so her husband kind of like transforms into his other self from another dimension and reaches out to her and is like, hey, we need your help, save the world, basically. And just kind of like 
gets her and she's like what and he's like here follow all these steps when you get inside and she's like this is crazy what is wrong with you like she's just like not having it so anyway so they get in there and she she starts doing her thing but the first thing i wrote down about that visit was uh, so they met with jamie lee curtis uh who played the irs auditor in this version of the dimension or this dimension i guess and they're meeting with her and she just keeps spacing out because they put these things on her ears where she can like hear things from the other dimension and she's like what is going on anyway so they go through that and then as they're trying to leave they get in this fight by the elevator and her husband transforms into the you know his other dimension self takes over his body or whatever i don't know how to describe that <laughs> but he has this fight with his fanny pack that i thought was amazing and hilarious like he takes off his fanny pack and just uses it like a deadly weapon he's just like knocking people out left and right with a fanny pack and i was like hmm, more than one good use for that said <laughs> <laughs> no one ever so no one ever. Um, so then there's a couple of, you know, they visit all these different dimensions. And so I just wrote down a couple of them. So there's a dimension where everyone has hot dogs fingers. Like everyone's fingers are long and floppy like hot dogs, which yeah, is that probably was the, one... the weirdest one. Yeah, of the that was the one that got me. I was like, that is freaking weird. Like is, it was weird. Yeah. I didn't like that one. That was the one that weirded me out the most. And that was the one of the weirdest for me. But they also had a universe where she was awesome at Kung Fu, which I think Derek really liked that one because it got to show Michelle Yao's like Kung Fu prowess. Like she is a badass at that. And she really got to show her chops there, I thought. Yeah, she's she's an amazing martial artist. Yeah, they kind of pull her to the side and they're like, we chose you, Evelyn, because across all these different dimensions and all these different lives that you're leading, you're bad at everything, but they, but they kind of phrase it, but the, what I wrote down was you're capable of anything because you're bad at everything, <laughs> which I thought was kind of a, like a silver lining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down, they also, there's a universe where she's like a, uh, what are those, uh, hibachi chefs in yeah. a restaurant. And so I wrote down, they kept calling it Rakakui, like a raccoon version of Ratatouille, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then it turns out that the little, the other chef that was like competing against her actually did have a little raccoon under his hat, <laughs> controlling him like the rat in Ratatouille, which I, I thought that was kind of a cute little line. <laughs> then we get to part two, which is everywhere. And so this is just where she just, she learns how like you have to perform these oddball things somebody figured evelyn in another world and another dimension figured out there's some algorithm that if you want to access your skills from these other dimensions you have to do this some something crazy to be able to unlock them basically so the butt plug was the worst oh god i'm not even we're not even gonna go there not, i did not write that down that was terrible but, but it, it could be yeah it could, yeah but one of them was like jamie lee curtis's character like stapled a post-it note to her forehead and to like access some other you know dimension skills and so she's just you know so this part two is her just kind of learning how to access all these other skills that she has and so it's kind of a lot because she's like in one place but she's everywhere so i mean that's that's part of it it's like she's everywhere all at once because she's simultaneously in this world where she's at the irs audit office 
and she's in this other dimension where she's this famous superstar at a movie premiere and she's also the hibachi chef you know so it's just kind of it was just kind of interesting to see her float through all those different dimensions and access all these other skills and it was you know they were the hot dog fingers was weird that dimension was definitely weird but the skill that you had because you you didn't have as much use of your hands in that dimension is that you got really good at using your feet for things so like her hands were tied up by somebody and she accessed that other dimension so she could use her feet to fight them or whatever so, so someone at work said that it was like a foot fetish is like wet dream basically just watch these people move and do everything with their feet so that's gross don't don't sell you this movie with talking about fetishes weirdo <laughs> um anyway and then there was they talked about being nice is was strategic and necessary to survive and it's not naive to be kind and i really liked that mm. um they also said choose to cherish the few small specks of happiness which was nice mm -hmm. and then worrying i liked this one i put a little star by it it says worrying about all the what ifs means you can't be truly happy in the life you're living I really, really liked that. Hmm. So we we talk about that all the time. The Comparison is the thief of joy. We say that, you know, from time to time. And I thought that's kind of relevant to this. It's like worrying about what all, all the what ifs means you can't be truly happy in the life that you're living. So I really liked that. And then I put love and love and kindness wins. Mm. Very good. So those were kind of all the notes that I took during the movie. And then afterwards, I wrote down a few like summary thoughts about the film that i'd like to share so one of them i have is that a mother's love transcends all hmm. because that was one of i thought that was one of the the themes throughout that she was even though her daughter in this other dimension was like the evil character that everyone was trying to defeat but they were like it it just it brought them closer together because she was like you know out of all the places in all the places I could be, I just want to be right here with you. And I thought that was sweet. Then I also wrote having the right partner in life makes a big difference. So Evelyn was talking to her daughter about her partner and her father were similar ish in nature and that they were like patient and kind and would do anything for them. And that was really important for them in their lives to have like a partner that was, that was really important. Mm -hmm. And then I also wrote uh, learning from your parents' mistakes. So not letting your daughter go. So one of the flashbacks that they had with Evelyn as like a young, you know, probably an older teenager, early 20s or something. And she was trying to decide whether or not to leave home with who she would marry and come to America and start this new life together. And it was her father was like, if you leave, you know, you're dead to me almost. And mm -hmm. I think there was definitely a rift that you could feel between them and even when he came to america to visit them he was like very disapproving and mm -hmm. judging and beautifully played by mr james hong yes uh, from what, what movie you love him from you love big, big brother <laughs> I, I oh i know he's been in other things but whenever i see him i think of david loban from big trouble in little china <laughs> see and i think of, of mr wong from wayne's world too you know so. oh yes that too also good. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy yes <laughs> um so the the mistake 
not making the same mistakes as your parents. So when she has a fight with her daughter and she was like, just let me go, mom, I'm just going to go and go my separate way and live my life. And you don't have to be in it. And she was like, no, wait, don't do that. Like, I, I need you in my life. And no matter what's going on, like, this is the place I want to be just right here with you. And so I thought that was really sweet. Just yeah. learning from your parents' mistakes. And then, uh, like I said, the last thing I said was out of all the places in the world, just being with the ones you love is all that matters. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take it now to our final phase of this uh, show, which is basically we're going to reveal our scores and tell you guys what we actually think from the heart. Trust me, neither one of us have heard each other's version of this yet. So you get to hear it for the first time. We get to hear it for the first time. It's great. So, Derek, why don't you go ahead and tell us what is a one star? Bloody awful. Two stars. Bloody uninspired. Three stars. Bloody average. Four stars. Bloody brilliant. Five stars. Bloody marvelous. Excellent. All right. You go ahead. Go first because I know you you like this movie quite a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe I should have gone second because even though we don't tell each other our ratings ahead of time, I can tell you that Derek's rating will be lower than mine without having any preface at all. (laughs) So yes, this was a a different concept. It was kind of an odd movie, just like you said, absurd. What was it called again? Um, Absurdist dramedy. Absurdist dramedy. Best description of a movie. Most (laughs) accurate description of a movie. So yes, it was was bloody weird. No, yeah, that's not very descriptive, but absurdist dramedy. It was. It was absurd. It had drama. It had comedy. I liked it. It was a very odd concept, but the actors in it were amazing. They were they have received so many awards already before the Oscars. And I am gonna go ahead and give it four stars. Bloody awesome. brilliant. All right, well done. So me uh, personally, I am on all the the movie websites, I'm on all the forums, and the usual complaint I hear from movie people is Hollywood doesn't do anything original more. Everything is reboots. Everything is remakes. And then something beautiful like this comes along where A24 took a chance, said, here, here's uh, here's $25 million, go make your movie, and it ended up being a huge return of their investment with $107 million as of this recording. The movie itself, I'm going to be flat honest with you, is bloody weird, but... That is not one of the rating categories, Derek. (laughs) I know, I know. It's bloody weird, but I will say this. It was original, it was well acted, and it was well well executed. So for that, um, I want to give it my honest review. I'm going to give it a four. Bloody brilliant. Awesome. That's higher than I thought you would give it. Yeah, I slept on it. That's the thing about it. When we first turned the movie off, I was like, there's no chance in hell I like this movie. And I slept on it. I'm like, (laughs) okay, it's kind of... It's it's a lot better than I thought it was. So like yeah. Mindy said, it, she wanted me to go in with an open mind, and I really tried. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we want to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun and Movies. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. And, of course, we always want you to go to our website, DerekDevalsher.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. and Click that to take you to our store on Public, where we have everything with magnets, stickers, and mugs, and T-shirts that her and I have both selected. And... Once you bought your T-shirt, go over to Jerky Pro, pick up some premium beef jerky products, and use promo code Duvall37 to get a discount at checkout. Other than that, on behalf of myself and Mindy, you keep listening to them, we'll keep making them. Until next time, we'll we'll see see you at at the movies, movies, planet Planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website 
DerekDuvallShow.com to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.